Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. It is week three, and the Los Angeles Chargers will welcome the Jacksonville Jaguars to town. So joining me to talk about this matchup is NFL on CBS sideline reporter AJ Ross, who will be down on the sidelines. AJ, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going to give the big old disclaimer here before we get into it, and that is we are taping this on a Tuesday. The Chargers have not taken the field. No one knows really at this point what is going to happen, notably most with Justin Herbert and his status for Sunday. But we're going to go with it. Who knows? It might be outdated by the time Sunday rolls around, but we're going to do our best here. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, AJ. So as I said, we're not totally sure on the status of Justin Herbert, but overall, what are you looking at in this matchup? I mean, obviously that's huge. If Justin does play, he showed a lot of just perseverance and grit and I mean, it was painful to watch the end of that last game, Um, but what an amazing talent. What he's able to do in clutch moments is really like top five in the league. So I don't even want to call him an X factor. He is literally a game changer. But uh, this Jags defense is an entirely different group than years before. So you cannot sleep on this Jags team. Um, This could be a sneaky game for the Chargers, depending on who plays. And so, um, yeah, it's an important matchup. You can't you can't count these Jags out whatsoever. No, that certainly seems to be the case right now, just through the first couple weeks of the season. But let's kind of start here. If Herbert can't go and say Chase Daniel has to assume the position of the quarterback starting quarterback role on Sunday, how does his veteran presence, having been there before, benefit this offense? It's a good thought to think of his veteran presence transferring into a game scenario. But again, looking at what the Jaguars did to the Colts last week. Matt Ryan has just as much, I think, one season on top of Chase Daniel. I think 15 compared to 14 seasons. And obviously Matt Ryan's resume compared to Chase Daniel day and night. Not, um, you know, counting the guy out whatsoever, but I think he's only had like five starts in 14 seasons, five touchdowns, maybe a little over 1,200 yards. Um, You know, of course, leadership and poise can be something critical against a pass rush, like what the Jags will probably be doing on Sunday. But uh, it's day and night compared to if Herbert's in the game, if Chase Daniel is under center, two entirely different teams. So I would expect a lot of, you know, on the ground action with the Chargers if Chase Daniel is the starting quarterback. You'll see a lot of Austin Eckler, I would anticipate. And the defense will really have to step up and kind of compensate and hopefully get some turnovers that will equate to points. Absolutely. And flipping to that Chargers defense, Derwin James, obviously just such a presence when he's healthy. We saw the impact he had on Travis Kelsey in last Thursday's game. How can he be a game changer on that side of the ball? Man, that uh, body slam on Travis Kelsey. I think everybody felt that across the nation. It felt like an earthquake when he did that. Um, Derwin James is just a unique talent. I mean, he's a force and his energy on the field, you can feel it's palpable, it's contagious. So um, yeah, obviously on the defensive side of the ball, his presence can you know dictate a game immensely, um, but it's going to have to be a collective effort and they're going to have to apply consistent pressure up front on Travis Lawrence. Like that's going to be, I think, really the big key for the Chargers defense in this one. Or Trevor Lawrence. So let's, yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and we'll actually, we'll get to Trevor Lawrence now. Let's talk about these Jags for a little bit. You mentioned it. They blanked the Colts in week two. There's a new head coach. You mentioned some new pieces on defense. But overall, why is this such a different Jacksonville team than maybe what we saw a year ago? Well, Trevor, for one, is uh, doing extremely well through the first two weeks. His completion percentage just this last game 
83% is a career high for him. I think he completed 25 of 30 passes, which, um, you know, he hasn't, even all of last season, had that high of a uh, completion percentage or a quarterback rating. Um, So he's coming into his own. They often say with quarterbacks, the year two leap is a, you know, defining factor in what, not just they do that year two, but moving forward with their careers. And he has key pieces around him now. He has Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, and um, their run game is also, you know, opening up a bit. So, you know, offensively, it's a different team, and I've mentioned defensively it's a different team. So I think this is really going to be an interesting matchup, and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. When you look at that development for Trevor Lawrence, how much of an impact do you think Doug Peterson has had, even though just it's been such a short amount of time and we only have a very small sample size right now? Absolutely. Day and night, it seems, um, don't have to get back into the controversy of last year, but something I've just started to kind of delve into with uh, local reports and what I've seen with some of their interviews, even the way they game planned for week two with Trevor, trying to build up his confidence and get him into a rhythm with scripted plays out the gate. There was a lot of underneath passes, a lot of, you know, check downs, things to just get him into a rhythm out the gate and get him comfortable and not as inclined to like force it and, you know, turned the ball over, and that's just made a huge impact. And obviously, Doug Peterson comes with a wealth of experience working with quarterbacks. So the synergy, I think, is something that you're already seeing on display early on in the season. So let's get into this Jags defense. Three interceptions last week of Matt Ryan. I believe former Charger Rayshon Jenkins had one of those. What is causing them right now to just mesh so well? It, according to reports, is like this contagious, competitive spirit throughout their defense. And... Um, amongst them, you know, even Ray Sean was recently saying in an interview, like they try to get a turnover or takeaway early on because if they can get that, it seems to be a ripple effect and they want to mm-hmm. get these multiples. And even internally, they seem to have like these competitions, like some of the DBs, the corners are having internal com- conversations or competitions about like, I got to pick today. Now you got to catch up, that sort of thing. So, you know, the Jags had those top picks in the draft this year. These rookies are, you know, already performing um, two linebackers they drafted very early. So, um, again, it's a whole new face on this defense, and they believe that they can win. They do not have that carryover from years past with, you know, these negative connotations about the Jaguars of the old. This is a brand new team. It's a new day, and this defense is young, and they're hungry. I think that's such an interesting point that you make because so much of the time we're talking about positive carryover. We're talking about maybe teams that – didn't quite make it the last year, but it's like, oh, but they did these great things and that'll carry over. But very rarely do we talk about negativity and maybe throwing that aside. And I think that's so interesting. Obviously, like we said, new head coach, some new pieces, but the fact that they have totally just put that behind them and are moving forward is pretty remarkable. Absolutely, that mentality is everything. And if you don't believe internally that you can do something different, then you know it's a very long season to say the least. So seeing this sort of precedent early on that they are, you know, believing in each other and they're, you know, picking each other up and competing within the team in a, you know, a positive way, um, we'll see how long this endures. This is the first AFC South opponent for the Chargers this season after playing two AFC West teams. Final question, what do you think, and I know this could be as easy as just if number 10 is out there, but what do you think will be a big factor in determining how this game gets played out? I think it's going to be close either way. Even Mm -hmm. if Herbert is out there, uh, there's a pain factor, you know, a, um, what is it, rib cartilage? I don't want to say the wrong thing. That that can be just as painful, if not more, than a, a broken rib. So I don't want to take for granted that, you know, if he is present out there, that this is, you know, just that throwing motion can be 
you know, every snap, something very painful. Um, I think it will come down to, you know, maybe some forced down calls on both sides of the ball. These, I mean, not both sides, but both teams. And these are two coaches that like to gamble a bit. So I think there's a lot of variables in this one as far as time of possession, how, many, how often they may go for it on fourth down, how well each of these quarterbacks, whomever may be out there, takes care of the ball. And obviously defense, there's, there's you know, some big names on both these teams. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put it all on Justin's shoulders. Um, but, yeah, I hope he heals up and he's out there. We hope that too. I think every Chargers fan is lighting candles and praying for that to happen this week. But, AJ, we will see you out at SoFi on Sunday. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to it.